0: You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Locked On Horn Frogs. Let's close out the week strong. It is Friday. Appreciate you joining me. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. And we're going to start today with the conversation I had with Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12. In the next segment, we'll discuss uh, the latest in realignment, the Pac 12. Has made a decision, at least for now, about expansion. So we'll talk that in segment two. But here's my conversation with Josh Neighbors about expectations for TCU football. Here it is on Locked On Horn Frogs.
0: All right, one of those teams vying to be towards the top of the Big Twelve is the TCU Horn Frogs, and joining us, our friend and yours, Stephen Simcox, talk about those TCU Horn Frogs. Really interesting year because Stephen, you and I talked. And I had said I'm between a few teams for being that number three team in the big 12. And I told you I had a TCU week in me, but that week has faded. Uh, <laughs> sell me, sell me on TCU. Why should TCU be considered the third best team in the big 12? What's the best case scenario for the horn Frogs going to 2021?
1: Well, first, Josh, thank you for putting me on video on YouTube. I mean, <laughs> other than my uh, failed attempt to be like Bo Burnham in high school, I think this is the, first time i've been on youtube so i hope those old videos are scrubbed but uh yeah it's it's a interesting team i think most years with the experience they have coming back uh you would say okay this is the year for tcu but because of iowa state and other teams in the conference oklahoma state um this is a little more jumbled than than you would think for a, a group like this but max duggan has his flaws but it's his third year starting. He has a full off season of work under his belt, got spring practice in, was the unquestioned starter through fall camp. Um, They have some really good skill players, Zach Evans, Quentin Johnson on the outside. I think this receiving core, even though you're banking on some potential, could be really deep given some of the weapons they have. Tay Barber, J.D. Spielman, um, Savion Williams, and some others. And the defense, uh, as typical with Gary Patterson, is solid a really good secondary led by the the corners and travis hodges tomlinson and noah daniels a lot of experience there and i, I feel like the defensive line the linebackers the front seven will get better as the year goes on now it is a t- it's a tough schedule you know you're on the road in ames in Stillwater in norman um but i i really think if they can take care of their business against the teams they should beat, which has been a problem at times for them the last few years, uh, then this should be a group that when they play Iowa State late in November, um, if if that game's not meaningful as far as at least making it to the Big 12 title game, then this has been a, a pretty big disappointment.
0: Yeah, it's a team that with their schedule, you know, they play Duquesne, Cal at home, SMU, TCU, oh, excuse me, SMU, and then Texas, all all those are home those first mm-hmm. four are all at home and there's a legit chance to go 4-0 there i know it's hard it's difficult and hard to see that path but look all four of those games are home games um they you know all, those are all teams that they can beat they have beaten but i'm really staring at cal week two because that justin wilcox defense usually is very strong and i think it's a great measuring stick where is this tcu offense at because they've had moments but it's being able able to put it together on the running game side, on the intermediate passing game side, and the deep passing game side. And I'm not sure about you, but I feel like that week two game is a great chance to see where is the offense.
1: It's a good point. Uh, Cheese at bowl rematch from a... it is. That's right. Yes, it is. A a 10-7 barn burner that went into (laughs) overtime a few years back. Uh, Justin Wilcox is a great coach, and I do think if this passing game is better and it's improved, then you have to see uh, can this O-line protect and can Max step up and make throws in the pocket um, to, to wide receivers that are able to get open. You know That wasn't something that they were able to do last year really at all until the, the final couple games of the season. So I think the, the non-conference slate sets up pretty well. You get Duquesne, all right, take care of the SCS opponent and then a good measuring stick against Cal for your offense, and a good measuring stick against SMU for your defense, a team with Sonny Dykes mm-hmm. that can score a lot that's going to play with pace and tempo, but, um, no, I agree with you. I mean, if, if this – they don't have to be fully polished yet, but if they've made a jump on offense, it needs to show up against a very disciplined, fundamentally sound Cal team, uh, and if it doesn't, then I think it's fair to start having some question marks about what their ceiling could be.
0: Yeah, Gary Patterson, too, a lot of questions, right? I mean, this is somebody who's getting up there in age, but also as, still has still a track record of putting guys in the NFL um, mm-hmm. and done it with, with regularity. The big question, though, really is an offense, right? It, it's all about Max Duggan here. And I just want to know, you know, from a just kind of 10,000 yard perspective, you know, you look at this season. Where do you see it? If you zoom out and just say, all right, at the end of the year, what's their record? Where do they finish in the Big 12? Kind of those general questions. What do you, the host of Locked on uh, Horn Frogs, say that TCU ends up record-wise, and where do they finish in the Big 12? I think 9-3 and
1: three is mm. uh, where they're headed. And I'm not sure if that gets you
0: 3rd or 4th. That's 3rd. 9-3 and three in this conference, third. definitely 3rd. Okay. In my opinion, that's 3rd.
1: Um, And, I mean – the, the non-conference games are tricky, but if you get past that, Texas at home, that's a team that they've had their number lately. Uh, you know, we'll see what Steve Sarkeesian brings, but I think that's early enough in the season that you could get it done. Uh, I don't see them, Josh, you know, going to Norman and getting a victory over Oklahoma. Right. I think Ames late in the season is going to be very tough against Iowa State. And then Oklahoma State's a, a coin flip game. Um, I'm expecting them to probably drop another one in conference. You know, West Virginia has given them fits over the years. Um, Baylor is a rivalry game. That, that's at home. But I think even if they find a way to get a victory against Mike Gundy and Stillwater, they probably drop one against sort of the middle of the pack group. But, um, yeah, I, I think nine and three is a fair expectation. And with their schedule, it's tough because I, I feel like there's two games there on the road against the best two teams in the conference that you uh, don't feel hopeful about. So that doesn't give you a lot of wiggle room. But uh, if this is a, a group that is what they're hyped up to be, I feel like that's, that's where they should be. And uh, a lot of that does hinge on Max Duggan. Like, what what does he do well outside of being able to make plays in the zone read game and, and make some plays off schedule? And, you know, can Doug Meacham and Jerry Kill figure out what it is that, that he excels in the passing game and free up that you know run game to where instead of on you know big plays, you have to run Max Duggan. It can be more of a luxury uh, because you have more options within your offense. There's a full episode available uh, on the Locked On Big 12 podcast feed. It's a Big 12 preview. Josh did a really nice job. He chatted with some other hosts from other teams, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, as well as previewing um, some teams himself. So I encourage you to check that out if you can. Uh, We'll come back, and we'll talk about the Pac-12 and potential expansion. This is Locked On Horn Frogs. Segment two here on Locked On Horn Frogs, I wanted to give a quick shout-out. This has been another good month. We've, we've seen some pickup in traffic, which is nice. If you're new and you haven't subscribed yet, I'd encourage you to do that. Subscribe to Locked on Horn Frogs on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever it is that you like to listen. And that way, as soon as I download or as soon as it uploads, you can download it and it'll go straight to your phone. I know my guy Art recently said he was going to subscribe. Thank you, Art. Art used to listen to me uh, on the radio in the Central Texas area. I appreciate him um, following me here to the podcast. And if, if anyone else has done that, I really appreciate Uh, Your loyalty in that regard. If you take some time to listen, thank you, and I I hope it's a good informative, entertaining podcast for you. Okay, so let's talk um, expansion and the Pac-12. The Pac-12 came out with a statement um, on Thursday, and the gist of it is they're basically not expanding right now. Now, they said at this time, which I guess does leave a window for later on, um, but what does it mean for you know, TCU and the Big 12, well, it means that there's not an opportunity at this moment uh, to, to jump ship and move on somewhere else. Here was the Pac-12 statement on expansion. Following consultation with our presidents, chancellors, and athletic directors, the Pac-12 conference has made the decision to not pursue expansion of our membership at this time. Decision was made following extensive intel discussion and analysis, and it's based on the current competitive strength and cohesiveness of our 12 universities. It's also grounded in our confidence and our ability as a conference to best support our student-athletes and grow and thrive both academically and athletically. All right, so a lot of academic mumbo-jumbo there to basically say, hey, we're not adding teams right now. So, I mean, I think this is bad news. Now, it doesn't mean the door is completely shut, right? Like, this could change in six months or even sooner than that, I guess, potentially. Um, I think this is a missed opportunity by the Pac-12. It's a league that, to be honest, um, has fallen on hard times. And they sort of lucked out with uh, George Cliffcott, their new commissioner there. They really lucked out because the SEC decided to raid Oklahoma and Texas. And because of that, the Pac-12 has some stability. And they have some power and they have some leverage. So to not use that to expand, in my mind, is pretty silly. But I understand... I mean, things are kind of crazy right now. Uh, I guess they just want to stay pat and assess the situation and see how things move from here. Um, I think it's a missed opportunity by the Pac-12, though. Now, the, the pundits and the uh, reporters around the nation yesterday seem to be saying that the most likely situation now is that the Big 12 expands, or at least tries to. I'm frankly kind of surprised that Bob Bowlesby hasn't announced any sort of expansion plans yet. And I feel like that's really a reflection of the fact that the eight schools that have stuck around don't really want to be there. Now, maybe that changes with yesterday's announcement. The Pac-12 at least kind of shutting the door for now. Maybe everybody says, well, I mean, let's maybe let's add some teams and at least see like if we add a UCF or a Memphis or a Houston Let's see where we go from here. Um, And those would be some of the schools that would come up. I mean, it's the same usual suspects. I think Cincinnati, UCF, um, BYU. Houston's name gets thrown out there. Max Olson from the Athletics says that Houston, they'll have trouble getting in the Big 12 because of Tillman Fertitta and his involvement, and he rubbed a lot of Big 12 officials the wrong way last time. And that might be somewhat true. But I'll tell you why Houston is not going to join the Big 12, and probably never will. It's because Big 12 teams don't want to give up that recruiting base. That's the reason Houston's not there. Like, that's the sole reason Houston's not still in the Big 12. It's because they don't want to give up that ability to, um, you know, poach those kids. There would be probably a lot more kids that would stay at home, if they were in a Power 5 conference. Uh, I am still skeptical. I think, honestly, uh, and Peter Burns from the SEC Network said this today, to be fair, like, those are good football schools that I just named. And you could maybe go the Boise State route. Like, there's some good football schools you could go get. And you could make the argument, hey, this is a strong football conference. If you had 12 or 14 schools with the eight you have right now and you add five or six, you know, from the Mountain West or the American, the best, you know, the best of the best. That's a strong football conference. I'm just not sure what it does as far as TV and media rights goes. And honestly, like that's that's what's making things happen. Like that's that's what's moving the needle, like it or not. So if that's the most likely scenario, I could see a situation where I guess in my mind, here's the thing. Is it most likely now that the Big 12 expands? Maybe, but maybe only temporarily. And what I mean by that is if Texas and Oklahoma are going to stay put for a while, the Big 12 makes an announcement to expand, and the eight teams that don't really have many options right now say, okay, yeah, let's do it. But with the caveat, if something else comes along, we're going to jump ship. And you know, I mean, maybe we'll be surprised. Like, if you add a couple schools in the state of Texas and a UCF or a Cincinnati, hey, maybe that's a good enough football conference to strike a pretty good deal. I'm just, I, I have my doubts. And I think it's really hard to shake. The Big 12 is already in a position where the reputation's not great. So adding schools like that is only going to kind of enhance the idea of, oh, this is basically just like a souped-up Group of Five conference. So we'll see. But for right now, the TCU to the Pac-12 dream is not happening um, at the moment. That might change, and I would hope that if they did choose to expand, TCU would be at the top of the list. But they're deciding right now to just stay put. And that's your realignment update. That'll do it for Lockdown Horn Frogs today and this week. When I come back Monday, it'll be game week, guys. Game week on Lockdown Horn Frogs. We'll get you ready for Duquesne. That's coming up. Talk to you Monday. This is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.